episode seven here we are the guests that you're about to listen to here has an incredible story and has incredible insight so let me tell you a little bit about him he's the author of use your difference to make a difference he's had multiple ted talks he's spoken at the united nations he's worked at multiple colleges and high schools to help them understand the importance of diversity inclusion and social justice strategies there there couldn't be a better guest for black history month than teo roxon and in this episode as you all know we look at the three things that people do outside of their work to be successful in their careers and what teo talked about and i actually wrote this out myself so you're gonna hear it on the next episode is knowing what your values are knowing how to be self-aware and gather information about yourself and there's clues everywhere right there's books around you there's people you could talk to and then also once you figured out your values once you become self-aware now how do you schedule out your priorities in your life and he gives a breakdown of exactly how he does that across all areas in his life from personal professional we even go into uh, dating and, and how you can have a great partner uh, for your future too so we get really deep here enjoy this episode as always send some feedback my way on how you're liking these episodes so far and who do you like to see on have fun listening real quick i want to show some love to one of our sponsors lesson lee and i love their motto by the way do better work which is what our podcast is focused on here and what they do over there lesson leads they have a readiness and training software for high growth sales teams so go check them out on their website lessonly.com and much love to you guys so let me tell you all a little about about teo what he's doing in the world is is so special and i'm glad that we have teo here because he's the author of user difference to make a difference he'll tell you a little bit more about that he also has done two TED Talks, from my understanding. I've only done zero, so <laughs> so he's done two, right? And also, he spoke at the United Nations. That was That's incredible. You should go check out. It's a YouTube video if you want to go check that out. Some great insights. And he also, the CEO of UID, so User Difference Management, which focuses on strategic leadership, and it's a consulting firm to help organizations understand the impact of diversity, inclusion, and social justice. So Teo, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Want to make sure if there's anything you wanted to add there that you get a chance to. Thank you so much for having me, Morgan. And yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I, I define myself as a cultural translator because uh, I, you know, I grew up amongst different cultures. My dad was a diplomat. I'm from Nigeria. So we, we traveled quite a bit. I grew up in five countries and four continents. I always say I've been black on four continents. And so uh, <laughs> with that comes many experiences. I, you know, uh, I, I used to grow up in and out of different cultures and I initially had an identity crisis. And as I was trying to find myself and, and figure out who I was, I, I started studying communication and connection mm -hmm. and, and truly how to do that across cultures, but also how to connect the self. And, Eventually, along the way, I made it a career of mine. I, I turned uh, my interests and passions into a career where I go into workplaces, schools, different environments to help dismantle systems of oppression uh, because I was born in oppression. I, my, the first nine years of my life was spent in and out of two military dictatorships. So yeah, that's the circle of that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, and before we go into the meat of this interview, you mentioned identity crisis. I want to double click into that. Like what was going on? Tell us more about that. Well, you know, as a 10 year old, skinny 10 year old with a thick Nigerian accent in a French speaking country in an American international school going through puberty, you know, one of the first things you want to do is to fit in. And I was, <laughs> I went to this very small school. My, my dad had just gotten posted to Burkina Faso and uh, it was a very small international school, but you know, 120 students, maybe, and that's from pre-K to the 12th grade. And, you know, everybody had the clicks, everybody, you know, I'm coming in not really knowing what, what, what the environment is and, you know, mm -hmm. people making fun of you, you know, my hair, you know, the color of my skin, the food that I brought. And, you know, as, as a 10 year old, it's very hard to process. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of trying to figure out 
what you need to do. And I remember one particular story. I, uh, one person had said that my hair was weird. And I remember I went home and I, I asked my mom if I could straighten my hair. And I was like, can you do like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC? This <laughs> 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 is me as a 10, 11 year old. And you know, she had to explain you to me. You want to get the, with the tips, like the vanilla tips? I, I wanted something. That was, we had the spikes and the gel. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted that. And then uh, my mom really, I, and I credit my mom and, and dad to this. Dad, they reminded me where I came from. And it was, uh, it was an interesting exploration into my blackness and, and me being Nigerian and, and African as a whole, but I had to learn how to love myself through that. Because then yeah. when I came back to Nigeria, I was, I went to boarding school for high school. I was in my own version of Hogwarts. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I was now not quite Nigerian enough. Yeah. You know, that even though that's my full nationality. And so you navigate that, but I find that that, you know, that's like life, you know, you go into different places and people try to mold you into different things, but if you aren't self-aware enough, uh, yeah. it, it becomes a problem. So, yeah. So you mentioned self-awareness. We're going to talk about three things that you do outside of work to make you successful. Oh, yeah. However, I, I have two questions for you. These are, these are quick hitters. One is what's your house? You mentioned how you mentioned Hogwarts. Well, well, I'm, I'm, Raven, I'm Ravenclaw. I, you know, I took the Ravenclaw. test. Ravenclaw, okay. I know you weren't expecting that, right? I thought I was going to be. A I Gryffindor. wasn't. I thought you'd be Gryffindor. I thought I was going to sure. be a Gryffindor. <laughs> I think I'm a Ravendor, honestly. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you making up a new house? <laughs> Gryffindor <laughs> but, but, but here's what I've taken the test a few times. I'm, I'm sorted. I'm a Ravenclaw. And it makes sense. I mean, I, I have books right around me, I read 100 books a year. Mm. Uh, I know you used to, you like, you were doing like, yeah, a day. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm a complete nerd, right? I, I listen to all that, but I do a lot of, uh, uh, brave things as well. My name, uh, Tayo is short for Akintayo, which means the warrior or the brave one has mm. brought us, has, has brought us joy. So, but after resisting initially, I am a full on Ravenclaw because I'm like, <laughs> I'm just so analytic. Yeah, I'm, I'm such it, just, a- it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, I'm a, I'm a Ravenclaw. Uh, okay. So at least you didn't get Hufflepuff. You're good. I, <laughs> that was it, Morgan. You know what? I, I was gonna say, come get, come get Morgan, but I don't think any Hufflepuff is gonna come get you. It's not that, no, they're not. They're not, they're not they, were, they were like, oh, he's he's all right. Bless you. It's, it's okay, I guess. We'll let it slide. Wait, are you are you Gryffindor? I'm guessing. Are so no, so so I, I'm actually Slytherin. You Slytherin? Yeah, I'm you. actually. <laughs> Yeah, so I I took it years ago. Originally, I would Gryffindor, and over time, I've now become Slytherin. So I don't know what that means about me. I don't. You guys can take that how you want to take it, but I'm Slytherin. You know, Slytherins are there. You know, I you know I have to. You have to take away the bias of the book, but they're they're actually they're really besides cunning, they're smart. And my brother did the same thing. He's my youngest brother. He was initially <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> but over time, over time, he's become a Slytherin and he, he loves that he's a Slytherin. He's like, yeah, you know, I know how to navigate different situations and I'm not going to be taken advantage of. And I was like, all right. But yeah, that makes I th- sense. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, you're a salesperson. I can see. I can see. <laughs> I'll take it. I like I like it. And so the other question is. Who's better, Superman or Batman and why Batman? It's Superman. I mean, I, I don't even know why you ask any questions. <laughs> First of all, you and I have this thing where rest in peace, rest in peace, Kobe. But I'm a LeBron guy, you know that. And yep. Le- LeBron's go. Sorry, <laughs> I see Mamba mentality. You Wait, look we're like gonna, a, we're going to talk look, about that later. <laughs> you look like a spinning image of of Kobe too, though. But no, I mean Superman. Come on, look. You know, someone who's championing the idea of hope and being good. Someone who has all that power and still chooses to do that. Can you imagine what that would be like if someone else you know decided to i don't know des- desecrate the whole world i don't think that much power is something that most people can handle and i think that the way he does that is amazing yeah so that's just me i you know you know batman's been up a couple of times but let's, let's, i mean let's get <laughs> first of all before we move on batman cannot be superman that is a plot device that is not even logical but let's go to the <laughs> that's a, that's another podcast and we'll bring we'll bring tail back well we're, we're gonna riff on this we're gonna come back to it but three things all right three things that you do outside of work and your career that make you successful at what you do 
Yeah. So we touched on the first one. First one is be right. You're self-aware, right? Self-aware, understand your values uh, and schedule your priorities. And if I wanted to add an extra one, it would be gather information. But yes, let's do the self-aware, okay. schedule, schedule your priorities and um, uh, you understand your values. So when you think about being self-aware, I think we live in a world that is mostly reactive, not, in, not as reflective as, as it should be. Many people don't know why they want to do what they want to do. They don't know who they are. They think that they should be a version of themselves that has been projected onto them by maybe parents or mm. peers or social media. Yeah. Social media. But when you really, when you really ask someone down and you ask them to really undress what their thoughts are, it's hard for them to say what they want. And that's a problem, right? Because then you're, you're subject to programming and you're easily swayed based on um, external influences. And so one of the best ways that I, I always tell people to, and I put it in the book to be, Internally self-aware is to understand your biases, your triggers, and your values. That's why I put values there. Biases shape how you see the world. They're not necessarily good or bad, but your biases come from story. Maybe it's something that you were repeatedly told or something you've watched or a religion. They yep. come from fear, right? Maybe you've repeatedly had a bad experience with a particular group of people. Um, they come from avoidance. You, when you avoid something, I don't know, politics or something, what's left with your brain uh, is ignorance, right? Whatever yep. you can pick out. And then security, a way for you to feel better by yourself. When you don't know your biases, you don't understand your worldview. Then your triggers. How do you listen to your body, right? I, I'm one of the things that I'm very mindful of, especially in, in light of the pandemic, is I've become more, you know, sedentary and more present. You start to understand how your body reacts to fear, to excitement, to joy. When you are truly able to master your, your bodily influences like that, it's, it's such a great superpower. Uh, that Batman wouldn't understand. I'm sorry. There's a great superpower. <laughs> that, 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 that's, uh, it's a great superpower that, that allows you to truly in, anticipate and understand, okay, this is something's happening within me. And then your values. One of my favorite things to do with values is, you know, I, I, st I am a diversity, equity, inclusion consultant, mm -hmm. and my job is to help companies, uh, you know, become more inclusive. And so whenever I see a company go down for something morally object, I always try, I haven't done this yet. You know, I'm working on my detective skills, <laughs> but I, 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 that's where Batman could have came into play. So, <laughs> but, but I always like to look for the, look at the mission statement and I have never seen any company that says we promise to yeah, embezzle $20 million and create unsafe environments for women. It's never happened because they no. strayed away from their values. Yet, if you ask so many people what their five core values are, they won't be able to tell you four. Mm. They won't be able to tell you three. They won't be able to tell you two. Maybe one, they'll be able to tell you. But even with that one, they're not intentionally living that value. And so what I always encourage people to do is to start off your day filling up what your five core values are and then what are they going to be? So mine are curiosity, compassion, courage, creativity, and joy. And I always like to do something to each of those things every day because I'm being more intentional. And then the last thing is to schedule your priorities. Unless your day is going to take control over you. Schedule your priorities and make that the intention of your day. So what I, what I got here on the three for everyone is number one is being self-aware and gather the info to be self-aware. Two, from what you're saying is finding your core values of who you are as a person, not basically predicated by the company. And then three is scheduling your priorities. Those are the three that I'm hearing. All right, so let's go into the priorities mm. because you you mentioned a lot of different things. However, you're not gonna be able to understand how to be self-aware and execute on those certain things if you don't know what your priorities are and then you don't know your values if you don't have the priority, I think the priority is a really important place to start. So how do you schedule all your values? Is it urgent, non-urgent? Like what's the process here? So your values inform your priorities, right? When you okay. know what's important to you, you're able to then concoct a plan to decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do, right? If, for, if creativity for me, for example, I'm in the process of writing two books, you know, I, and I'm like, okay, how can I fill my creativity uh, cup? What is, what is, what do I consider great creative? And so like I need to work my poetry. I need to finish this book. I need to make sure I'm doing that. You know, compassion, connecting to someone's suffering so that I can understand how to tell a story better. So how can I understand um, the plight of several marginalized groups, right? This is me. Use, this is I'm walking my process here. And that informs which, which environment I should be in, what books I need to read, what types mm. of webinars I need to watch, on what things I need to consume, because then I'm more informed. 
right? But if you're not, if you're doing it the other way, you're not going to know what your priorities are. A lot of people, when you, when people, when you ask them what it is that they want to do, they'll tell you, I don't know. You know, I don't really know what I'm passionate about. I'm not really sure. Yep. And I always say, well, look, let's find out. And th- th- there's a cool thing you can do with comic books, right? Even with us, we're here. I think the, the fact that we both like Batman and Superman is, is an insight into what our values are. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, if you don't know what your values are, let's do this. Tell me everything that you that is your favorite. Right? What are your favorite books, favorite characters, favorite actors, favorite comic book, whatever. And so for me, it's you know Superman, Wonder Woman, Black Panther. Right? I'm, I I love you know the the idea of truth and justice and compassion and, and you know and and you know love and then the idea of duty that you know that Black Panther has and all those things. And for me, that those are key parts of my values. So the same yep. thing I always encourage people. But those values then will tell you, okay, so what can I do to make my priorities become important. And so some people might say, I need to go back to school. And then you start saying, I need to start applying for Mm -hmm. X amount of this for my MBA. Some people might say, I need to become a filmmaker. Then you buy the camera that you need to actually start working on to understand that. Yeah. So you don't know that unless you don't know, uh, you know, unless you have no information on your values. So got it. So don't jump the gun and write out your priorities already. It's more so, okay, first of all, we got to talk about the values. So then let's drill into that. So you said you should start writing things down. What are some other things you can do? Start talking to family members, friends, like how do I figure this out? Self-awareness also involves external self-awareness, right? You might know something, but there's some hidden spots that you might not be able to see. Some people, I will encourage you to have close friends, people you've worked with, maybe even followers if you have enough of a following, and you know another person that is uh, that is maybe just observed you for a little bit and ask them the same sort of questions. You know, what's the first impression you have of me? If you were to give me a career, what would you say? What do you think I'll be good at? What do you think of my disadvantages? What do you think? All these things, and then you're going to start to look for intersections. You know, I, I know I did this for myself, and people people often said, you know, I see like a teacher, you're like a you have this mm-hmm. teacher spirit and all this type of things, and and I was like, ironically, I'm 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 also a professor now, but everything that I've done is even with my writing or my teaching or workshops or any of those things, I come at it from a perspective of people finding themselves in the story and helping mm-hmm. them, you know, understand that. But yes, find those people that know you, ask them the same set of questions. It could be five to ten. And see that, you know, that thing that connects all, uh, you know, everything that they're saying. And, and okay. it, it might be that push that you need where someone says, you know, you've been hiding this for so long. You should do that. And so, yeah. So what did you learn the first time you did this? Uh, I definitely learned that I, I need to, to, to put out my ideas more. I was in this space mm. where I... I, I <laughs> and how long ago know, was this? Oh, this was uh, this was maybe seven years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I just moved to, to to New York. You know, I, you know, I had a, this life changing event. It was a car accident that, that that was the catalyst. It was a wake up call for me. I used to live in Virginia, and the car accident caused me to re, you know, just let go of my fear of failure, and it became mm. fear of um, not achieving my potential. But on the process of finding myself, which I think is the most important journey in life, you know, I started just gathering information. I had launched a podcast in 2014, and then I was using that also as a way to learn about things I was passionate about. And people, you know, when I would ask them these questions, I did this exercise, you know, people would say, you know, in our conversations, I feel like I'm disinspired or you have a good mm. way of making difficult things or complex things simple. Why do you just keep it to yourself? Why don't you put it out in a blog? Why don't you come up with a workshop? Why don't you come up with an idea? And that was enough of a challenge for me. Um, and the same thing with the book, you know, I gave a, I gave a talk to my largest audience and so I think it was 5,000 people, four, four, yeah, 5,000 people in Chautauqua Institution, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of, the, the audience was mainly you know, older folks, 60 and above, I believe. And there was a huge line and you know, they kept asking me, can you write, can you put this in the book so that I can give it to my people and my, my cousins and my grandparents and my grandkids. And those type of things, when you're able to listen, even when you're not even asking, those clues exist. Uh, so yeah, it was just a combination of putting out your ideas and, and don't just share it in private. I got. Yeah, I think that's really important. A lot of us have a lot of things in our head and we're afraid to execute. And mm-hmm. it's even more disheartening when you see someone else do an idea that was in your head. And you're like, yo, what? Like, I thought of that like six months ago. Exactly. So it's important to put yourself out there. And so frequency, like you did it seven years ago. You had the accident, 
how often are you doing this? Is it once a year? I do this all the time. You know, I, I think it, something about intentionality is so, it's really key to your life that you want to achieve, right? So even with your friends, I'm very intentional about my circle. And I like to be around people that challenge me as much as I challenge them. This is even with my future romantic partner, it would be the same thing that I want, the same thing that I require in French. So it's constantly happening where, you know, my best friend, she's, she's in Malaysia, but she's, she's coming back to stay soon. But every time, you know, I, you know, I'm putting on this poetry event in March, for example, mm-hmm. and it's been in my head for a long time. And I was like, oh, you know, I've been writing poetry since I was 15. I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to put it there. And I said, I was putting it out there. And then there'll be moments where I'll be like, yeah, but should I really raise the price, lower the price or raise the price? And she's just like, what are you doing? Nope. This isn't what, you know, those type of things are away. So I don't know that it's every year. It's almost every day because I'm having conversations with people and they know my values. I know their values. And it's now just a normal, is a, just a normal routine. I don't, it doesn't have to be formal. It's just, hey, you're not being your best self right now. Yeah. And that's it. No, I, I love that, that you're making in a daily thing and consistently getting feedback. And you mentioned when you're waking up in the morning, you're writing down those five values. So what's the reason behind five? And how did you come up with those values? Was it from after you had that wreck? It was like, okay, I need to figure out who I am again through everything. I'm just, I'm super curious here. Yeah. So something about me is I study people in history for a living. And, you know, after the accident, you know, which it was, it was a miracle that I survived. That happened in August 22, 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I was going to quit my job. And then I moved to the city that made me feel the most alive, New York City. I moved to New York City in 2013. I was getting my MBA and then I started making gradual steps. And then the first step was, you know, the move, change your environment, very important. And the second step was uh, putting myself in an environment where I I could learn from the city. So I was going to school and then I I launched a podcast in 2014. And then I just started, you know, when you surround yourself with people that are just inspiring you, it's hard for you not to be like that too. Right. So I reflected on my, on my, my inspirations, the late Nelson Mandela, uh, my biggest inspiration and Oprah Winfrey. And I, and I, you know, and I would study uh, Superman and, and, you know, all the people that I did, I admired. And one of the things you see is that they're driven by something, you know, there's something that, that is bigger than them for yep. them to grow into. And so that, that, that got me, I was like, Oh, so there is a value system. There's an idea. There is something that keeps them going even when they're down. And I was like, ah, okay. The greatest seem to be able to do that, seem to be able to have that. And so I just started doing that. And five, you know, three is my favorite number, but I just felt like I wanted to stretch myself. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, just added two, I just added two more. Uh, you know, you're more welcome to add more than that. But I, I've noticed that, you know, if, you know, five seemed like a, the, the right odd number to use, but <laughs> right. it, there wasn't any rhyme or reason. But yeah, I mean, if you study anyone, the, the, there's something, you know, truth, justice in the American way or Batman vengeance or, or, or you know, or any of these things. But there's that word that, 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 that they have, you know, Wonder Woman love, uh, you know, all these things. Right. Why don't we have that ourselves? That's how I did that. I. It's a fascinating exercise. It's one that I personally haven't done myself where I write down the five. I have an understanding of, okay, this is what I'm about, but never write it down, especially every single morning. And to remind yourself, that sounds like more so like a positive affirmation. We've had a couple of guests on the podcast talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Affirmations and, and, and those things matter, you know. I mean, this is, I do another, I'm, I am so weird, but so every, every, time, every time I see, you know, any of these angel numbers, like one, 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 12, 12, or yep. 13, whatever, anything, I just say, I track joy, peace, love, abundance, wealth, health, long life, and prosperity to myself and my family, you know, and in Jesus name. And, and I do yeah. that all the time. So I've, I've been finding these numbers randomly repeated and I've been saying all those things and I've, I, and it happened to start during the pandemic and I've noticed the, the shift because I mean, I'm constantly, you know, affirming certain things, but I'm also just being intentional, you know, even if it's in the middle of a meeting, I, I've been in the middle of client meeting and <laughs> I might just hit the mute on zoom or I might just, I've tried, 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 tried. 
I'll just do my mouth. Like, I'll just cover my mouth. It's like, you good? It's like, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Oh, you want to sneeze? Oh, no. <laughs> but that habit, that weird habit, everybody can find their own thing. I'm, I, yep. It's just when you start saying those things, your brain absorbs them as reality. And then, then it's just like, okay. That's just ah. a back. Yeah. I think there's so much great information here from a tactical standpoint. Start writing out your values every morning. Find out who you look up to and figure out what their values are and then incorporate that, what you're doing as part of your life. Now, my fault question to you is you mentioned environment. Mm. So if someone doesn't align with your values and there's a potential partnership, it's a potential romantical relationship, it's someone that's going to be on the business side, like how do you handle that situation when they don't align with these values that you've written out in the morning? That's, you know, that's the, that's one of the most difficult situations we all have to make as humans is you have to decide whether you want to put yourself in that situation. And you know, I, we, before we re hit record, I, I was saying I was in a toxic relationship before that. And uh, you know, before the pandemic started. And one of the things I had to make decisions I had to make, you know, after a series of repeated patterns is start to recognize do you like the person you're becoming now, Tayo? Is this, this, this is, this is it. I mean, you said this, all this, <laughs> you, you study this and you know, this is this who you want to be because every time you're having these panic attacks and you're moving all over the place, you're changing, you're rearranging your environment to suit something, but you're losing yourself in the process. And you have to ask yourself those questions. This is why you have to start your day intentionally. And then you have to walk away. That, that is the thing I I've left. Uh, many, you know, clients and, and things like that, you know, cause my, my work really picked up with the civil unrest in the summer. And you can imagine it was getting a lot of requests, even now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even now being February, you get a lot of requests because everybody remembers you're black. And so, <laughs> and so you get all these requests, but then I use the same filtering method, right? You know, I ask questions like, why is this important to you? Is this just a one day thing? Or do you have long-term plans? We talked about those long-term plans and based on the answers I get, those are the people that I decide to go into business with or I have a business relationship with. And, and I had to, you know, be firm with that because, you know, it, it's, I, I don't want to be part of a problem if, if, if it's just going to be, you know, it's not, if they're not going to attack it the right way. And so yeah. I apply it everywhere. So uh, it, People miss this is that once you start becoming a high performer, you are a high performer, things start going on in your life where you're starting to see success and you're like trying to get the bag, right? As my, as my, as my homie always says, trying to get the bag. Trying to get the bag. Yet, if I don't align with your values and our ethics aren't aligned, you have to take a step back and be like, that's not for me. There have been a lot of people that I don't work with could be helpful from a business standpoint, but I just don't align with their values. And that's way more important to me than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, let's look at the Avengers, right? So there was Civil War, right? You know, at that, that movie was all yeah, about the values, right? Right. And then, you know, eventually they have to come back, something bigger uh, brought them together. But, you know, you have Team Cap and you have Team Iron Man. And that's enough to, you know, divide a team. When that festers, there's no way you're going to work together. It's just completely different values. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're, across they're, the board. Right. So you, you you look at that kind of concept, it, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're a good or bad person, but if it's not who you are, it's going to be a problem, you know, either now or down the line. And so it's something you have to address. I don't encourage you fighting by airport. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> we don't got, we don't want you guys fighting out here, but. <laughs> but, but, but the, the point but the point remains you know every team in history whether it's basketball or, or any of them i mean houston rockets just you know james harden just left the houston rockets and he's a great player but crazy the reason chemistry you you can see the switch in, in some you know you, you you come in out of shape and you clearly are clearly not engaged with your team and then you go to an environment where people i guess you feel like you can win a championship but that's the value and then you're balling out of control and your team is also the team you left is also playing better because they've gotten rid of the person that didn't want to be there. It's, it's everything. So it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is as everything. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Nets. I don't think they'll win. That's a good no, no, I, I, I mean, That's because LeBron's I, in the league. <laughs> that, we're not going to go there with, with LeBron. That <laughs> you're going to remember LeBron James. Right? You're going to give that man his respect. <laughs> I, res I, re hey, I respect him, 
But I think I think someone else is gonna win. And he's not gonna win this year. But but we'll we'll see what happens. But before we move on to the next point, I do want to bring something up because you're talking about dating intentionally, and you can go as deep as you want to here. Yeah, absolutely. When you had when you had when you had your values, right, and you wrote them out, were the values aligned with? your ex-girlfriend at the time, and then it trickled off, or you never did that value check, which led into the situation? You know, up under, this is a great question, because up on reflection, I waved away some point. You know, this is what I, I realized I was doing. I got so attracted to the idea that three, maybe three out of five of the values were there. And then four, and I was like, yep. I said the other ones, ah, no, it's going to be fine. It's not a big deal. Right? There were moments where I saw red flags, but I didn't even sit with them because in my head, I had told myself a story, you did it, this is it. And I had this lack mindset. And this happens a lot of times when you have the shiny object syndrome. You're like, yep. yo, you found the person, there's nothing else, there's nothing else. And you get it, you let it overshadow every possible thing and you explain away any other reason. That's what I was doing. And so yes, in retrospect, it didn't have all of them, but it had enough for me to feel like I, I, I didn't need to keep searching. And that, that is also connected to, to lack versus abundance though, because in my head, I must have thought that I I I I kicked my coverage. I, yeah. that, that I had done I done like I need to do everything to just basically <laughs> save this. And then yep. if you're thinking like that, then there's there's nothing else. So that was the the actual problem. And then I was losing myself in the process because you know I'm like oh yeah you know you know it's like uh what you what was that Jay Z line. I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. Right? <laughs> oh my chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which He's is got bars. Not, yeah, which is. Which the bars, but you you can't just have the hottest dude or the hottest chick wearing your chain without being the best person that you need to be. I mean, it's going to be a miserable existence. And so I had I reduced myself uh, in 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 that area. So yeah, it, it didn't. I, I that was an area where I personally I mean, neglected what was important to me in service of what I, I I thought I wouldn't be able to get outside of that. Yeah. So I've. I did this. I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, I I was like, yeah, these two like will get better, right? But everything else is everything else is checked off, so it'll get better. I'm not gonna worry about it. Did not go well. Then found the ones that were appropriately checked. I'm like, now it's a way more healthy and better situation. I think that's just an important point because if you guys don't follow him, Patrick Bet David, uh, he has a video and he talks about how yes, you can have all the right skills you can have the right strategy you could have the right mentors but if you don't have the right person in the romantic relationship that will bring you down and everything we're talking about here will not work absolutely you know that is so that and it's so funny because i was doing well i mean i my book was was out i was yeah on, on tour but i wasn't happy you know i i i i remember when the day came out and i was in the middle of the speech and all that and i was just saying to myself why am I just, I feel so depressed. I don't even feel happy. Yeah. I'm struggling to get out of bed. And, and I was like, what is going on? You know, and, and it was, <laughs> it, it was the eeriest thing. It, you know, at the time, it's supposed to be the happiest moment. I was worrying about, oh, okay, let's make sure she isn't this or she isn't that. And, and it's not that the person is a bad person. It's just, you know, it can be a bad fit. And, and if it's a bad fit, you can't force something that isn't for you. And so it was a lot of that. And, um, and I'm sure I was also afraid of leaving the relationship because we did the breakup, makeup, breakup. No, you break up. No, you yeah, break up. And then exactly. I was like, you Everyone know what? was the final say. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. But yeah, it was that. Okay. Okay. So just make sure you're being intentional. Write down your values. Make sure they align. But let's go back to being self-aware you talked about avoidance you talked about triggers when it comes to self-awareness obviously the values are a part of that but what are some other exercises that you have done personally to gain more of that self-awareness when you are a kid of a diplomat you find yourself as the minority where you go regardless of where you, you know because you always move in different environments so i always encourage people to do that as well find a Yep. an environment intentionally where they don't know much. So if you're a Christian, go to a mosque or a Jewish, go to, a um, go to a church or a mosque or vice versa, man, woman event, go to a gender non-binary event, engineering, go to sales. But the reason, this is the reason why I think this is important is because you find yourself many times. You used to travel a lot. And I, I grew up traveling. 
Yep. You, you're going to find yourself when you drive. Like when you're in a place where you're lost or something, you don't know language or you don't know something, you have to really think about something. You might find that you're reacting in a way you don't like or in a way that, oh, I, I did that well. Yeah, exactly. But all these things are clues. The, the, the clues to who we are going to be is always around us. The clues to who we can be, they're always around us too. And so we need to listen and you are not going to be able to know yourself until you're challenged, right? You have to get out of a comfort zone for you to then determine that who you're going to be. Because if you're in your comfort zone, you haven't had to use anything. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had like to use here. anything. Yeah. It's when you, you, you've been in, posi- in a position where you don't maybe know a lot of things that you have to learn how to be yourself and exert that self. And wherever you are in those moments are things you should record. So that's why I encourage people to repeatedly do that where they're in, in, a, in an environment that they don't know much about, but they're going to find out who they are in those moments. But that, that has to be intentional too, though. Yeah, and you brought up travel and I learned so much about myself in the past three years. Obviously we're in our apartments now, we're not traveling as much, but going to London, Amsterdam, India, Singapore, and just being by myself. And I don't know if you've ever been to India before, like it's just a culture shock. You're just like, what is going on? So you have to move differently and you have to talk to people to figure out like, how do I operate in your culture, which humbles you, but also gives you perspective to understand yourself even more. So I would say traveling by myself was the best experience for me because I could, I understood like who I was at my core. And so you said the clues are around us. So someone's sitting at home right now and they're like, Tao, I, I mean, it's, it's COVID. Like I can't go anywhere. There's nothing to do. Like how do they start proactively going to different things to start building this self-awareness? The beautiful thing about uh, worlds and environments is, you know, you can intentionally transport yourself to the world of a book, the world of a podcast, the world of a mastermind, the world of a, you know, uh, I don't know if you're a bodega that is socially distancing, uh, socially distanced, uh, (laughs) a a world environment. If you want to create an environment, there are multiple things you can do in a virtual format, but you just have to go find them. I, I just, you know, I'm seeing stand-up comics do stand-up routines virtually. I'm just seeing cooks and chefs do the same thing. And so it's about intention. You're saying you want to be a better version. You feel lost right now. and You don't understand um, why these things keep happening to you and something else is there. So you've determined that you want to change. So you want to change. What are you consuming first? Mm-hmm. Then who are you surrounding yourself with? When you wake up, are the people that you surround yourself with when you go on the phone, are they draining your energy or are they fueling your energy, right? <laughs> yep. And then and then you start to craft this environment. So maybe I want to schedule writing dates with this friend of mine who also wants to write. Let's do this every Saturday. Saturday is taken care of. I want to work on my fitness routine. So I'm going to get a, a boxing bag or some gym here. We'll do this every day. I want to be a better professor. So I'm going to study these professors and have a call with my favorite professor. You're going to find it. <laughs> if you <can>. yep. <laughs> And then you, you're going to do this, right? That, 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 that's what it is. You know, you know, and it's, um, it's the reason why a lot of, you know, heroes, whenever they get down, you know, the superheroes, they're, they have all these montages where they're, they're figuring things out themselves. It might be yep. punching things, but they're, they've hit something and they're like, Oh, I need to get better. I need to get, underground lock myself mamba mentality behind you right now what did yep. kobe do this is what he, he always did right he, he went through his own trials and tribulations but you need to get back in the lab what is your lab all right so that that that's what that is yeah my dad always says you got to get in the lab son so he, he always would tell me that and lab. kobe was was an interesting individual i don't know if most people know this but he cold called people outside of his industry to get insights yep. and these are people like he could have he actually could have probably just like hit them up on like Instagram or Twitter, like, but he would cold call them and they're like, Kobe, why are you cold calling me? <laughs> this is like make yourself a minority. This is what I'm saying. You know, you you he's an athlete trying to understand the yeah. business world, so he's calling this. What are things you can do? You can do the same thing, you know, on when you LinkedIn can yeah. you reach out to. And that's what that's why I say it's so important to be self-aware, right? In those areas and to challenge yourself Absolutely. to be the best self, right? So it, it's there. And so two things you mentioned 
resources. So books is something you mentioned quite a bit. I know you're a huge reader like myself. So we're going to ask you what books. And then the second part, you talked about people around you. I have a question on the second part, but let's go to the books. What books helps you become more self-aware so the audience can take note? There's The Alchemist by Paul Aquila, and then there's uh, Mastery by Robert Greene. Those are two books I always recommend. And by the way, I'm not, not everybody is going to love reading. So I want the, the key here then is understanding how you learn. Mm -hmm. Some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners, kinetic learners, all that. And I noticed I read in multiple formats. So I listen to audiobooks, I, I'll, I'll watch something and I read physically. And uh, it could be in a book or a Kindle, any of that. But when you understand how you learn, you're going to be so much more effective. And yep. one of the things I also did was I trained myself to be able to listen to information at two, three X and, and things like that, because then, yep. you know, it, it's a good way for me to do that. And, and in New York, you know, despite what's happening, you can walk around a lot. And so in your transient moments, you're walking around, you're in a subway, all those things. I use those moments to be consuming information on things I want to do. But if I'm doing that two X and three X, I'm able to gather those pieces of information. I make quick notes in my Evernotes. Same sort of thing you need to do. Figure out what you need to, uh, how you learn, and then consume that way. There are documentaries, there are YouTube videos, there are podcasts, there are all those things. And then you just be more effective and more informed. Yeah. Yeah. So podcasts that you recommend, maybe YouTube channels you recommend too, because you mentioned the audio oh, yeah. and the visual. <laughs> And there's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I have to let me even look at my my. <laughs> I have so many in my pocket. This, I mean, I listen a lot right now. I listen to a lot of sports YouTube, YouTube channels, but they're ah oh, gosh, on on podcasts. I have to think beyond the typical Bill Bill Simmons podcast and Ebro in the morning <laughs> and Bachelor Party. <laughs> Because uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of Bat Bachelor Nation. There's a there's a great podcast called Insights, which is is a uh, you know is a guy in the movie industry, but he also interviews um, you know people around the world who have done amazing things. There's a one there's a podcast called In Your Feelings mm. that, I, that I recommend. Uh, there's a podcast that Ty Roxon hosts. It's called As Told by Nomads. You should probably check that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of intentionality. You look at my podcast. There, the political podcast. So I I will listen to you know, uh, politically reactive there. Then there's the language podcast because I'm always trying to make sure my French is uh, up to par. And then there's the binge mode for the nerd, uh, nerd stuff that I love. And then there's the sports podcast, right? I, they're all structured around things that I'm interested in. And I'm currently interested in, in insure tech and the tech industry and insurance. So I, I listen yeah. to podcast called that. So that's what I'm saying. You curate your, 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 your list. Well, I, I like that because it's not just, on what you do yeah right you said sports you said, talked about insurance you talked about hey i got some other things i'm listening to i think that's important for everyone to, to tune into is that like hey it's not just what you do in your work it's these other things that get you really excited like i listen to the joe boat uh, joe budden podcast that me too i've right, listened in a while but i listen to it, when it I has can. nothing to do with <laughs> my work but it's but it's a good just release it's just good information and also like he just speaks real on a lot of stuff so that's really important but also you said people around you so once you become self-aware you have your values we're about to talk about scheduling priorities as we are getting towards the end of the interview how do you have conversations with people when you know they no longer need to be in your life oh this is tough there's a this is it's like the breakup process and i know we're getting ready to end because uh I have a therapy, which is, by the way, something I recommend people to do. I, I always have a therapy, every, a therapy session every day, uh, every Friday, rather. But one of the best ways to do that is, I mean, you got to be honest. You, you say, you know, I, you know, I appreciate the time that we've had, but I just yeah. want to let you know that uh, for me, <laughs> in my, and it's never a comfortable experience. By I the mean, way. you can't. That's why we were yeah, we're yeah. asking, I, like, how do you make this? <laughs> I'd be like as comfortable as possible. <laughs> you know, there's, there's the, is the, for me, I, I just feel like we're currently going in two different places. And for me, in order for me to be the best version of myself, I, I need to reduce the amount of time I spend with you. And, and by the way, you're going to get so many different reactions. Some people will respect you. Some people will yell at you. Some people will hang up, but you got to be okay with that. It's like any breakup. You have to be okay with whatever decision you're making because it's necessary for you to do. Uh, but I don't know that there's one way, but I just would be honest with whatever choice you decide to go and, and, and say you just you don't like you, you find yourself, you know, and uh, feeling aligned on the same things. And yeah. 
you know, you feel like you need to go a different way, spend some time apart. Yeah. Uh, I had to do the same thing. Uh, I encourage people to have those conversations if you can, right, yeah. in person. Uh, doing that via text is <laughs> not the best <laughs> way. Uh, just with friends, anyone, you have to just be upfront. Yeah. And I, again, I found that to be the best once I was became more self-aware. I gathered information based on what Teo is saying. So I know obviously we got to get your therapy here, but now we're going to come back, right? Because I jumped the gun <laughs> in the beginning. You're like, whoa, whoa, we got we to gotta take it to values. We got to do the self-awareness and we have done that. Yeah. So now, okay, I'm, I need to schedule my priorities now. I need to make sure that my, my career is in line, but obviously this is behind the scenes. So when you're scheduling your priorities, is it a day-to-day? -day? Is it a weekly, quarterly, yearly? How do you go about that and how structured are you? So I do it all those ways. I'm looking at my calendar right now. And okay. on my calendar, before every month or every week, I, I have blocks where I need to recoup and I just do nothing because people always schedule things on my calendar. And then <laughs> like, there's a, yeah, the, yeah. And then there's a podcast. And then I have Saturday riding with, with, uh, with, with Liz, which is one of my good friends. And then yeah. there's a clubhouse thing that I'm supposed to do, right? Because I'm trying to get better at clubhouse and all these things. But I do it every week. But at the month, I know what I want to achieve this month, right? This month, there was a particular speech that I'm working. I'm working on a new speech and I want to have one chapter of my book done. So yeah, that's the point of the month. For the quarter, I want to send something to a literary agent. So by the end of March, I want to be okay. able to have that. And so each month is around that. Then I've been working on, you know, growing and scaling my consulting company. So that I, I want to start putting out feelers for, you know, first few hires. And so first couple of months have been spent on tweaking the websites and making it more optimizable. And then by March, I'll be able to do that. So it, it's just a matter of, 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 of ensuring that nothing else gets in the way of that. And I live by my calendar. So um, I look at things that I wake up, look what I'm supposed to do. And then, okay, all right, this is what I'm doing. And then I am very religious to that. And that, that, that's how I, you know, I work. And so you have it, I got my whole big goal that I'm looking to accomplish. Similarly, I do the same thing. Then quarterly, this is the goal. Monthly, it's the goal. Weekly is the goal. And then obviously, those obviously get smaller and smaller. Follow question on that as we wrap up is, are you writing these down or are they on the calendar? Like February 1st, there's a calendar slot and it's like, these are the goals. Like, how do you keep that all together? I use my Evernote to write down the specifics. And then on my calendar, you know, I just, I just, you know, Put out the actual meetings or the things. So if, if yeah. like, uh, you know, for example, I, I just have a video that I want to catch up on. I said, hey, read up on memoirs because you're going to write a memoir soon. <laughs> yeah. That's what I just write in the calendar. In the calendar. Yeah. But on the, on the Evernote, it would be things I learned from writing a memoir. Do that, 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 So be more specific there. But you know, your brain just remembers things, and so, um, but yeah, it, it, it's that way. And it changed my life when I got these schedule of things because. Yeah. You know, before I, I just, I was like, okay, podcast, do this and all that. I was just reacting, you know, and all that. And I, I found out I was getting really busy, but I wasn't effective. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? I need to shift something. And now that I'm taking more control of my, my days, it's, it's, I can just say no. And then we'll say, oh, let, let's just schedule another time. And that's fine. You know, we'll find another, let's, let's do it in March when I'm freer. Cause I can yeah. look at my calendar and say, I'm freer in March <laughs> and then they'll follow up. And so, yeah. Absolutely. Knows a full sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very big full sentence. That's true. Knows a full sentence. So typically at the end of these interviews, we'll ask people, what is their personal one-up formula that no one knows about? You mentioned therapy. Can you tell us a little bit more about therapy and how it's been helpful for you? That was you. You're such a good interviewer. That's exactly what I was going to say, actually. <laughs> um, I got into therapy. I've been in therapy for over a year now, but I got into therapy in the midst of my the toxic relationship I was getting because I was yeah. trying to figure it. Was it because of that or were there other yeah. things going on? Okay, just because, because I, okay. I, I'd always wanted to go to therapy because I'm a big fan of being able to articulate your feelings but and process them. But I was like, I, am I doing something wrong here? And I, I wanted to know and I needed to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, let me get an external. What's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get an external thing. And, and then as I was doing that, um, it really allowed me to see myself from a lens that I hadn't right seen. And, you know, some of the things that, that I, I learned, you know, she was, she told me that self-harm isn't always physical. And I was like, what, what do you mean by that? Mm. Like, it isn't always physical. And I was, and I found myself, she said, yeah, you know, you have a pattern of putting yourself in positions where you need to save something. And I was like, 
And sometimes you don't care if you're harming yourself in the process as long as you're there. And then you start to investigate. I was like, yeah, well, you never felt enough as a kid because you're always moving around and moving. I was like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but but that was very important for me to understand because even yeah. with the career that I do or the the love I have for Superman or any of this, it's this idea of people that have always had a conflict of identity, right? There's a direct correlation to all these things. And me understanding the origins and roots of that allows me to say, okay, this is becoming more of a savior complex by versus actually something else. And this is becoming that. So being able to process that helped me uh, so much more. And it made my decisions much more clear, right? I didn't feel guilty making decisions because I knew I was doing it for my best self. So. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. I feel like therapy for a lot of people is something they shy away from because it's like, oh, you're in therapy? Yeah, like, it's something wrong with you. But yeah. based on what you broke down, it allows you to get more clarity. So then you can make the decision you need to make, which is the whole goal of everything we're talking about here. So as we wrap up, you mentioned a couple of things that you're working on. But to the audience, like what else are you working on or you want to expand more on what you're working on? Tell us what's going on there. And then also, where can they find you? You can find me at tyroxon.com. That's my digital home. So every, just search tyroxon, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N. But uh, I'm putting on my first poetry spoken word event. It's, it's coming up in March. So okay. stay up. Yeah, stay up. Uh, stay, stay away for uh, stay awake and aware. <laughs> stay away from the event. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. But um, be uh, on the lookout for the, the details for the event. So that's the big thing that I'm working on. And then the books I'm working on, they're not going to come out for a while. I'm still very much in the nation stage. But if you... If you follow me on social media, you're going to hear about this event. So it's going to explore identity, growth, making a difference, and dealing with change. Mm. Uh, so spoken word. Check it out. Well, I'm excited to grab my, my own copy and read it myself. And please go follow Teo on Instagram. Go check out his website. Please go check out his work, especially YouTube. He's got a lot of great videos on there in his TED Talks as well. So, Teo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And as always, y'all, one up. And we'll see y'all next time.